Drake was in a session where I was hanging out working with Boy One, and Drake actually didn't even say anything. He just kind of hung in the corner and just just watched and enjoyed the session. So I didn't even know who he was or why he was there, but we were always inviting. As we got more acquainted and we started sharing our, our love for each other's music and style, Drake literally just asked me for a favor. He said, I need a studio where I can record this song idea I have. I said, let me call my guy. Well, this is Noah at the time before, before he renamed himself 40, who at that time was working almost solely for me. Um, and, and I said, stick with 40. And I they were sitting couch across from each other. I said, you guys got a lot in common because they, they're both uh, child actors. Because 40 was in a couple movies as a, as a child as well. I was like, you guys got a lot, of, probably a lot more in common than you thought. And from there, that, that, that relationship that blossomed between them was absolutely brilliant. I want the money, money in the cars. Once they connected, it was only it was only a matter of two, three months. And here comes uh, songs like Successful and these staples from the very beginning, where it's like, okay, it's gone. Did y'all have nunchucks when y'all was younger? Nigga, I had like, first of all, nigga, Michelangelo is the greatest Ninja Turtle of all time. I'm not about to argue about that shit. I will for real fire off on one of you niggas. Like dead ass. Fuck Donatello. Fuck Leonardo. Fuck Raphael's cokehead ass who fucking was always getting us jammed up, nigga. Michelangelo, nigga, the orange nigga was the hardest Ninja Turtle of all time. And so, nigga, I was Michelangelo for like three Halloweens in a row, nigga. I'm Michelangelo. And we was in a beauty supply store in Dayton, Ohio. And you know, the beauty supply stores aren't ran by us, so they sell anything we might be into. And they made the right guess that day, because my nine-year-old ass found some ninchucks inside the beauty supply store, and I convinced my daddy to buy them. And he bought them, and nigga, I used to beat them motherfucking shit, put the shit up under my arm, nigga, twerk, knock that nigga out with that shit, nigga. I'm about to go buy some real ninchucks, nigga, because, swear to God, nigga, Michelangelo for life, nigga. Fuck what y'all talking about. My ducks, my swans, welcome to the pod. My name is Dorian from group82music.com and right here we got Drake. No, we don't. We got Socrates <laughs> talking about how Drake and 40 met. I know for me, when I started making music, um, I was very selfish with it. I still am. I don't like bringing too many people into my creative space. I don't like bringing too many people into my realm because you don't understand how I think. You don't understand how I hear music. You don't understand how I process music. You don't understand my life experiences when I'm trying to convey in the music. So I really don't need your input. I just need to get it out and then you help me fine tune it. And I'm starting to even go away from that where I wanna learn how to fine tune and do everything myself. But when you do have an open spirit, things happen. 40 is an engineer at this point, probably the engineer of the sound of the past 10 years, him and Ali at TDE. And Forty was working with Socrates up in Canada, up in Toronto, doing all this stuff with him. And Drake was just a dude that was doing music. So he was working with everybody. You can find all types of interviews when he was doing this. And Socrates blended them together like, yo, y'all should really start working together. And then you hear what he said, two, three months later, these songs that we know to this day are the ones that they started creating together because they both had an open spirit and they were able to work with each other and they weren't thinking about the money, man. They wasn't thinking about the points on the records. They wasn't thinking about what you gonna do for me and all that shit. It was like, listen, you're here. 
You're an engineer, I'm here, I'm a songwriter, rapper, singer, let's just see what we can create. And they start pumping out a bunch of content and look at where they are today. Now it's not saying 40 didn't get his points and didn't get his money. That's not saying Drake wasn't fair with the business dealings. I'm saying at that time, was that something I was really thinking about? Or were they trying to find someone who could establish their sound with each other that they could work with to get them out of here? A lot of engineers and producers hit me up and asked me what can I do or what they should do for their career to take them to the next level. This is what you need to be doing. You make music for artists, right? Artists are the ones that put the words to your art. They don't come to life unless an artist writes something to it. When you find an artist who is serious, when you find an artist who's professional, when you find an artist who is a great songwriter, when you find an artist who knows how to market, when you find an artist that's consistently growing and building their brand, why in the fuck would you not keep feeding them beats? Why in the hell would you not keep mixing their shit for free? Why would you not give them as much content as they possibly can? And you can work it out early. Hey, give me points on the record. Give me five points on each record. Give me 10 points on each record. We can do a royalty split up to this. People are going to agree to that if they know they don't have to pay for studio time or pay for beats up front. But y'all problem is y'all selfish, right? You wanna sell your beats and get everything you can up front. And I ain't saying you shouldn't get money. You absolutely should get money. But if you have a funnel that's selling your beats and your services, that's automated, especially if you're a producer, where all you gotta do is upload a beat to YouTube and the funnel with the YouTube ads and the Google ads and the Facebook ads and the Instagram ads is bringing money consistently through those beat leases online. You don't have to worry about money. Now, money is there. You can go work with that artist and really feed into them. Then once they blow up, now you got both. Y'all so focused on this. Y'all don't even have a funnel. You wanna send nigga beat packs via Gmail. Quit clogging up my goddamn Gmail. Put your beats on YouTube. You want me to see it? Name it Dorian Type Beat. And I might go buy that shit. Build that funnel. That's consistent money that you can find an artist you can pour into. I built a funnel. Group A2 Music, funnel. Group A2 Media, in the funnel. YouTube money, in the funnel. So now when I decide to create content, when I decide to do the other things we're gonna do in the next 12 to 18 months, when I decide to do things with my music, I don't have to worry about if I'm losing money because the money is automated. That shit's coming in. And now I can take my time somewhere else. Stop being so closed off. Stop thinking you know every goddamn thing. Stop thinking everybody's trying to rip you off. You should be able to read somebody real fucking quick. They're gonna rip you off or not. And if you're building your castle and you put in the hours and you put in the work, you know who's real and you know who's full of shit. It does not take much to figure that out. The problem is 98% of y'all are full of shit. But for those of y'all that are real, what's up? Why don't you build your castle? Where's your social proof? And get this shit popping. Cause there's other artists out here who ain't Drake, but are going to make millions from their music and they need you, but you haven't presented yourself in the right way. If you're an artist, producer, engineer, entrepreneur, ready to present yourself in the right way, click the link up top on Instagram, click the link in the box on YouTube. I'm out the pond. Y'all stay true. Nigga, don't sleep. Don't sleep.